On tonight's episode of the Basement Bookers Podcast, or day, the almighty Bobby Lashley pinned by Xavier Woods? Who knocked L.A. Knight into the pool? Spoiler alert, the butler did it. Watching Samoa Joe on NXT lately is what it must feel like to watch an episode of The Bachelor. Will it be Adam Cole? Will it be Karrion Cross? Pete Dunne? Who gets the rose? The most anticipated tag team title match in history is upon us. Natalia and Tamina are going to have to face off against Dana Brooke and Met. Oh, never mind. Team Taz no more? What's next for Brian Cage? And will it be good? What happens when Nikki becomes a superhero? Thunderdome is no more. Join us today and celebrate the end of an era as this podcast will continue to cross the line and carry on. This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Basement Bookers Podcast. My name is Basement Jared, the half and half about to get tossed into your black coffee. And with me, Rich Riz, one serving of sugar because too much is diabetes. It is, and I do prefer my coffee very light because I hate the taste of coffee in general. So I like to milk it down a bit. So I think that is a very appropriate analogy there. Or maybe Boy. very inappropriate, I don't know. What a contest. <laughs> All right. Rich there is. This this week is about the money in the bank pay-per-view, but we can't go into talking about the money in the bank pay-per-view because sometimes you got to stomach you got to stomach it even though it's not what you want, but somebody in the kitchen painstakingly took the time to add seasoning to vegetables for some reason, and that's you. That's your job. I add seasoning to vegetables, typically like garlic, you know, a little garlic and butter and oil on veggies. Anyway, I know what that is supposed to be a signal for, and that is the news. And I'm actually going to start with a quick rumor this week. There's not a whole lot of news. Uh, so the WrestleVotes account is reporting that Mandy is now permanently on NXT as part of a trade for someone to move to Raw. Do you want to take a guess? As to who is going to Raw in her place. Well, seeing as I watched NXT, and just out of nowhere, Aaliyah has left the Robert Stone brand, if it is even the Robert, Robert Stone brand uh, anymore to begin with, because it looks like Frankie Monet is about to become uh, the the leader of whatever this is. Well, that is correct. Aaliyah is moving to Raw. The, this whole Frankie Monet taking over the Robert Stone brand, maybe... Feels like an RKO. It's weird. Yeah, it's out of nowhere. Definitely out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, that is the rumor according to the WrestleVotes Twitter account, which has been right on a great many things in the past. Um, so that's the rumor. Boy, what a what a shitty trade for NXT. I mean, uh, WWE, because it's like she really uh, she's just not done anything really. And you had Mandy. There was like a storyline. Like, I get maybe you don't care about NXT storylines, but uh, uh, that's the Vince if he's listening, because I know he is. I know he's one of the many subscribers of the Basement Bookers podcast. That's right. Um, so, like, why? Like, I guess that's that's just, 
it's one of those things where it's like, I guess it's a good thing that I wasn't invested at all in this storyline because I'd probably be upset. Right, same. Like, it, it's weird. It's Like, it just happened. Like, I get Raw was taped, but, like, you know this. Yeah, they were building. They were building the, the Mandy and Dana versus Natty Tamina thing. Like now, I know, like they, they, you know, they, they sort of took a detour on that when they debuted um, Shotzi and Knox, or Knox and Shotzi, depending on which week we're watching. I think because last week I think it was Knox and Shotzi. Well, this week yeah, it was Shotzi and Knox. Yeah, but not necessarily because one team's on SmackDown, the other team's on Raw. You bring the t- you bring the belts to both shows, you're gonna have uh, opposition on either show. Right, but that's that's it not doesn't exactly ch- what how they had been doing it. It doesn't like, but I'm saying like it doesn't really throw anything off. Like they have to appear on both shows. Yeah. So like them getting beat by them is good momentum. So like it's like oh shit. So now they got these young ladies, which is what they're supposed to be doing with the tag team titles, mm-hmm. is building up you know opposition to it. Like the the, the women's championship. Uh, Ironically enough, it is has been better utilized than any tag team title on um, TV, and it's not saying much, That's but it's the true. truth. I I could ask you, uh, Rich, who are the SmackDown tag team champions? Uh, I only because I watched SmackDown last night. I that I remember, it's the Mysterios. Very interesting. Did when they came out, did they have the tag team titles? Yes. All right, good, because I guess I don't care, because I did not even notice that. I know you but, weren't playing Supercard. I don't know what you were playing. I I don't know, but that's not the point. The point <laughs> is, it's just not, like, it's not important. It's just not. Right. It's an accessory for, look at us, we have a father and son tag team, and he could give piggyback rides to his father. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care about that. Right. And then you got the Raw Tag Team titles. It's like Omos and AJ Styles have not defended the championships since they got them. Mm-hmm. Or even did tag team matches, really. Right. So, But, but yeah, they, that, 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 that sorry, I, I, I got off track with the women's title. But, like, you know, th- yeah. that's actually, it's the best used tag team title. It is. I was going to say, they are going to defend them against the Viking Raiders uh, Sunday on the pre-show, I believe. Yeah, just listen oh, to no, what you just uh, said. Sorry, that's Ray and Dominic defending on the pre-show. Uh, oh, Ray and Dominic are defending on the pre-show against who? The Je- the Usos? Uh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So we're, we'll we'll get into Sunday's card shortly. AJ and Omos are defending on the main card. Uh, just to finish the headlines, which we hadn't really started yet, but there's not a lot. Uh, sad news this week. Uh, we lost another legend, the final living member of the Heenan family. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff passed away earlier this week after public battles with cancer and dementia. So, we, we on in the Facebook group, I believe, and also just like in private, we had discussed ECW, Eternal Championship Wrestling, and right now the Heenan family is dominating, as I understand it. Well, yeah, you know, they don't really have a lot of opposition. I mean, the team that they faced off against at WrestleMania are still uh, uh, inhabiting the mortal plane. Right. Uh, I, I think maybe Hulk Hogan is taking this immortal thing a little too seriously, and that's good. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Definitely keep him out of Eternal Championship Wrestling for a while. 
Uh, further news. Bailey underwent surgery this past Thursday to repair the torn ACL that we discussed last week. And continuing the injury trend here, uh, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter noted that Phoenix has been out with a groin injury since late April, but that he should be back soon. And Matt Jackson, the buck with the black hair, uh, suffered a stinger in last week's match against uh, Penta and Kingston when he was thrown into the barricade headfirst, but he should be able to return to action soon. Uh, I Breaking news, not to be uh, ironic in all of this, but I just received a note from on high, the uh, commissioner of Eternal Championship Wrestling, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, has said that uh, the Hulkster has been blackballed uh, from Eternal Championship Wrestling uh, due to past comments. Wow! So we'll we'll have we'll have news on this as it uh, develops. That's interesting phrasing on that, also, by the way. Yes. Yes. Say. Thank you. All thank right. you. Good stuff. Uh, thank you, Macho Man. So that's all for the news for this. Uh, he's so actually far. going by Mr. Savage. Ah, Mr. Uh, oh, Savage. sorry, I didn't mean to do that, but that's all me. So. All right. Thank you, Mr. Savage. Um, I mean, I have an article here that talks about uh, Buddy Murphy how have it, having it being his idea to drop his first name, which I thought was interesting. Maybe he liked RoboCop because RoboCop, they'd call him Murphy. Because hmm. that was his RoboCop real life name. That's a good theory, but that is not the story he told. He said that uh, Michael Hayes went up to him and said, Buddy sounds too friendly. So he, so I guess Michael Hayes sort of inspired the idea, but Murphy had the idea to drop Buddy when he was um, when he started the program with Seth. That you know, being his being Seth's disciple, he was being reborn under uh, Seth's religion or whatever, whatever it's called. And that when he ultimately turned face again and turned on Seth, he'd get his first name back. Yeah, I read a lot about all this stuff. Like, but how do you get your name back if you're the one who took it from yourself? Well, they could have told the story of Seth saying he has to lose his first name because that's his like Christian name, as it's referred to in some cir uh, circles. So, boy, you're 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 stepping. You're, they're really putting their toe lightly into blasphemy. Only I guess this public. This publicly traded company is not is not uh, worried about upsetting uh, some of their uh, fan base. Okay, that's well, cool. Well, that could be why they decided to not tell that story at all on TV. Yeah, I think it's a good idea not to have like a religion, you know. But you could have something like I think the Undertaker, like Ministry of Darkness, did something, but they didn't specifically say anything about it being a religion. Well, or all, anything like that. All thing is. All religions start as a cult. The only real difference is... Yeah, the guy's dead. I've heard the joke before. No, no. The only real <laughs> difference is uh, once your cult gets big enough, it becomes more mainstream and gains um, gains some, gains a good reputation that it will start to become and be considered a religion. Nah, I like it better where it's like the difference between a cult and a religion is that their guy's still is their their guy's still alive. Like the cult guy's still alive. Mm -hmm. But the guy who started the religion's so they're dead. It so, is true. I, I like that. It's just that, <laughs> yeah. you know, religions are so old. Uh yeah, some of them. 
I mean, if you think about it, like Mormonism is like five minutes compared to like the rest of them. I think Scientology is the. Well, I don't. That's not a religion. That's a cult. (laughs) That like that dude was alive in like at like closer. You know what I'm saying? Like he was just like a bad science fiction writer. That is not a religion. Right. (laughs) That's a cult. (laughs) I remember, like you couldn't avoid. No disrespect to Scientology. Please don't unperson us or something. I think they have power in Hollywood or something. They do. I remember seeing the commercials all the time during like daytime TV. Yeah, Dianetics. I had the uh, book somewhere. At, really? At, I I don't know. Like, I used to have it. It was one of those things, like, you find it, it's like, hey, this is a book. Hmm. You know? L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it, and I remember watching it as a kid. This is a, this is this like a book book, you know? Like a learning book? I was like, is this like, you know? This is like some kind of a fiction? Mm-hmm. You know? Apparently, I guess. Yeah, it's really about just exploiting people at the end of the day. But anyway, uh, moving on before we get too crazy here. Yeah, last thing on this uh, Buddy Murphy interview. Um, He was the last person approached about the change in the storyline where he would actually kiss Aaliyah. Yeah, he was uncomfortable, which is good. Yeah, he he kind of like went back and forth with, with the producers on it. Like he asked first if she was okay with it, and they said she was. And then he asked if Ray was okay with it, and... They said he was, that they're, they're on board. And he's like, all right, but he's like, it makes me look like a pedophile if I initiate. So for the, for the storyline, she should initiate, you know, to, you know, for sort of like female empowerment kind of scenario as opposed to, hey, I'm, I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to, hey, I'm preying on your 18 or whatever year old daughter kind of thing. It's all very predatory. Yeah. So. Whatever. I mean, hopefully, hopefully it will be forgotten very, very, very soon. Well, I did, and then you brought it up, so, you know. Well, he brought it up. Well, you brought it up to the Basement Bookiverse. Well, it's pertinent to, you know, wrestling. Yeah, I guess, but we don't need to have that kind of bad uh, voodoo, you know what I'm saying? That was a very, very... Like it, 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 it boggles my mind. Like, what storylines can get like real life heat from people? Mm-hmm. And it's like it makes me question the uh, morality of a lot of people that watch that program. Because like that really offended the shit out of me. I hated that. I know. Like I thought it was the most terrible, like most like backward, like what year is this type of like shit. It's like they had a writer try to rationalize their relationship with like a younger person mm-hmm. and they're like no no it's not creepy because <laughs> look the, 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 they project thus thou dost project too much yes <laughs> I feel like if that was done in front of a live audience that it might have gotten stopped a lot sooner uh, it, no it wasn't all during the Thunderdome era they had that when they had crowds. Did they? I don't. Yeah, it was I, I like towards, towards the end. Like it's like like towards the beginning of it is when they were stopping that thing or something like that. But I do recall I could have sworn that there were fans around for that at one point. Maybe. Like I don't think that was all done in the Thunderdome era. I'm sure one of our listeners can hit us up. At basinbookers at gmail.com or on Twitter I could at be basinbookers wrong. and confirm for us because I don't feel like looking it up right now. I could be wrong because 
like I guess it's after the eye thing, and the eye thing did take place in the Thunderdome. Yeah. But I think before, yeah, I guess they didn't go like maybe the storyline was around, but they didn't go Petal Bear until uh the the Thunderdome. Hmm. But still, this Twitter, like, they pay attention to social media, so it might not have been enough. I guess. I mean, also, it, it took time for all the tweaks to their processes to be made, you know? No, I don't care. You don't need tweaks to your processes to know a storyline's fucking batshit crazy. So they knew it was bad. So you're saying they knew it was batshit crazy, and they went along with it. I think that somebody wasn't, like, thinking right, I think. Hmm. Like, I think maybe, I'm not naming names, maybe somebody, like, took a salt shaker and they moved it next to the pepper and everybody <laughs> was like, whoa, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they just couldn't fight them. Fight them. It's like, listen, don't, don't, don't be a prude, you know? Whatever. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. We're talking about a guy who is, like, at one point, they're like, yo, what? what? What if I made out with Stephanie or something? Like, remember that? Yep. So, like, uh, he's not above reproach. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, you know, it's the, it's the old adage. He's not going to make you do something that he's not willing to do. So, he wanted to kiss Buddy Murphy? I, I think what he was going to do was he's going to be like, listen, Ray, Ray told me it was okay if I made out with his daughter. So, if it's okay for me, it's okay for you. <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> That's even worse. Anyway, that's a much, 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 much worse. It, it's it. The whole thing's terrible. Like we could joke about it, but I really, I, I, to this day, I don't understand the thought process to certain storylines, mm-hmm. and that one sticks out like a, like a sore thumb. Like that's gonna be one of the things that you maybe remember the Thunderdome era for. Yeah, like. I like to Bad say a lot. experiments. Yeah. Yes. I, I like to say a lot that, you know, oh, if it gets people talking, you know, that's probably Vince's goal with this thing. And um, even still, it's like, I, I, I don't, I can't really justify the storyline. It just wasn't good. I don't see how Vince would think it would make money. I don't, I don't know what it did. Look, it might work for the Epsteins of the world, but it doesn't work for us, okay? Correct. Anyway. That being said, let's move on from Buddy Epstein. I think Buddy Epstein actually was a separate person. That's not even his fault. <laughs> don't call him that. He's, he's, I don't know what he's calling himself. I, right now, he's FKA Buddy Murphy. Or Murphy. Oh yeah, he said he said he's going to announce his name soon. Like he's eh. going to be wrestling Brian Cage uh, at some indie show. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, what a guy to wrestle. That's a good. That's a good uh, opponent to have on, on your first outing. I think so. I mean, Brian Cage is kind of a. I wasn't being sarcastic. I know. Yeah, he okay. uh, like on on the indies, he could be a headliner. I like Brian Cage. So, it doesn't. I think it's good. Everybody wins. Yeah, I hope he gets a more prominent storyline in AEW going forward. Well, we'll get to that. Try not to skip ahead so we much. We will. Well, well, I figured we could talk about AEW now and then move into WWE, or rather NXT, and then WWE, and then talk about the pay per view. 
Well, if you want to talk about AEW, that means we have to discuss night one of Fighter Fest. That's right, Fighter Fest. Uh, well, in case anybody missed uh, Fighter Fest, uh, they had a coffin match. Uh, it was Darby Allen versus. All ego Ethan Page. Mm-hmm. Uh, IWGP United States Championship match is John Moxley, who's the current champion, versus Carl Anderson. Uh, an FTW Championship match, which we'll probably discuss uh, like right after I run down this card, mm-hmm. uh, which saw the machine Brian Cage uh, defending the FTW Championship against uh, Young Ricky Starks. And you and uh, speaking of Young Ricky Starks, you had old Christian Cage versus <laughs> old Matt Hardy. Uh, Yuka Sakazaki versus Penelope Ford, which I'm surprised made it to Fighter Fest as opposed to like an episode of Dark. Right. Uh, Sammy Guevara versus Wheeler Yuta, mm-hmm. who for some reason came out with the best friends. And uh, we hear from Hangman Page. So that's that's pretty much what happened. Um, uh, where'd you you know where do you want to go from here? Definitely Wait. Brian Cage. All right, let's talk about Brian Cage. The uh, spoiler alert, former FTW champion. Right. So Team Taz turned on Brian Cage at the very end of the match. Um, I think the story that they're going to tell is that Brian Cage, since he was the one to really first sort of go against what Taz said, as far as like you know him speaking out, saying, like trying to hype up. Um, I'm trying to remember who it was. I don't think it was Christian. I think it was before Christian, or maybe it was Christian, um, or or Sting. Like he he was trying to like speak respectfully of Sting, and Taz is like, yeah, no, 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 we're not about that. We don't like Sting or whatever. But you know, uh, I think that's gonna be the reasoning for Taz saying that Brian Cage was the one that was causing dissension within Team Taz. Brian Cage. You, you tried to affect this stable with positivity. <laughs> this stable is unstable. There's nothing positive about it. You son of a bitch. It's me, Taz. <clears throat> Something like that. Thank you, Taz. So, um, like I said, I hope this sees Brian Cage get some bigger opportunities, get higher on the card, because, like, if they're going to really do anything with him. He's in his mid-30s. It, it, it's kind of... Now is the time. Now is the time. You can't really be waiting because, like, the older he gets, like, he's got a big frame and, you know, his muscles are strong. We don't know how strong his bones are. Like, if he breaks an ankle, you know, much like a horse, that might be it. Well, you can't exactly rush it. Like, you got to think about it this way. You got to think about this isn't over. Mm-hmm. So they got to do this again. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how they're gonna do it. Um, we'll see. I, I, I honestly, I don't pay enough attention. Um, like to like this storyline's interesting, but I'm like, I don't know. Um, so can anybody do an F five or what? What's that all about? What do you think? Oh, it's an F ten when Cage does it. Yeah, I guess so. But is it the same move? Yes. It is the same move, but it is Brian. I don't think Brian Cage is twice what Brock is, but I guess why they would do it, mm-hmm. you know, just to whatever. Well, but. Cage spins around and hits the F5. So while that requires a little bit less, 
like arm and upper back strength to to then lift the person up off your shoulders for the impact. It theoretically causes more impact because they're spinning as they hit the ground. If you if your opponent if the heel could kick out at two, then you shouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. Like if you're saying that it's an F ten. And this guy could kick out of it at two. What does that say about you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think for for Brian Cage, what they've been doing in AEW is the F10 is not his main finisher. The drill claw is. I see. I don't like it. Mm. I like. I, it's like you're not. This guy's not Brock Lesnar. You know, you're, you're, you're weakening like what are the. You try to throw water on something that you didn't make. You know, right. and it's not cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, well, other than that, solid. Uh, I, I give it like a B minus, um, mainly because it's only the first match. Um, Starks, you know, he's good. He's very good. He's got you know nothing, uh, nothing but upside. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think eventually he should really distance himself also from Team Taz, um, but that won't be for a while. Right. Uh, I say use them to your advantage um, while you can do that. One thing I'll say, though, well, I think while Starks is there, Team Taz could do with adding on a veteran. Because, like, yeah, Taz is a veteran, but he can't, like, he's not clear to wrestle, as far as I know. Um, they need a veteran in the ring in the stable. I think there's too many stables. I know. So I think, like, in my opinion, I think the stable should stay as is. But like, if they add like another like a veteran, like, what are you what are you thinking about here? Well, I'm just saying. So like, like, have, do you have anybody abide, or you just talk it out? You know, like, what if maybe you know? Well, I I didn't have anyone in particular in mind. Certainly not Christian, but. Um, well, Christian, we'll get into, has his own problems. Uh, he he does, and one of his problems is he's Christian, and I feel like we can really leave it at that. Other than that, uh, if you look, a lot of the other factions will have veterans and younger guys. I feel like, you know, let's believe the kayfabe here for a minute. All Team Taz has is really Taz as the veteran. You got Hook, which is his kid. Powerhouse Hobbs, who's green as hell. Ricky Starks, who's very good, but still very new, and has his greenish tendencies. Um, Starks just needs some seasoning. Starks needs experience to be able to read the crowd and see what's working and what's not, and tweak his presentation uh, to match. Now, a veteran storyline would be sort of be working with them to improve their game. And maybe the factions are actually doing that behind the scenes also. Presumably they'd all be working on their game with all the veterans that they have. Big Show, Mark Henry, um, Jericho, of course, Matt Hardy, and, and I guess the creepy little bastard. Also, I'm sure I'm sure there are other veterans out there that, that I'm forgetting. But all I'm saying is all the other factions have veterans and new guys. And Team Taz needs a veteran that can 
do in ring work. I think you're asking a little much here. Like, I don't... I feel like that it just becomes formulaic. It's like, okay, here's the stable and here's their vets. You know, it's like you're doing NXT. You're doing, like, the NXT game show. Mm -hmm. Except, like, they're pro. Like, you don't... Like, the same thing is what you're doing here. It's like, this is your pro... And these are your guys. Like, so what other what other faction doesn't have a veteran? I guess best friends. Yeah, but they don't have to. Is what I'm saying. Like, then it be if they follow your formula, it's a formula, and it's like more samey. Then those other things aren't special. It's not special that uh, Pinnacle has Tully. Mm -hmm. It's not special that uh, Jericho's in the inner circle. You know, like there's no mentor on Pinnacle that's like an active wrestler. True. They're all young guys, you know. So that's that's all I'm saying. I'm like, you got to look at what's there already, and you would see that, like, okay, so not, they don't necessarily have like a veteran. Like, like who's the veteran? Like, the, well, I Sean's guess the Nightmare Family has dusted, but you know, it. You, you, Sean Spears, really, bro? Like, they're he's maybe he's not as like young as MJF, but st he's still not a veteran. 15 years in the business it kinda... does, he's he's still a young man you okay. know what you think when you think veteran you don't think sean spears you think christian you think matt hardy like those other fossils you mentioned <laughs> like True. he's not there to teach he's there to be the chairman or whatever mm -hmm. the chairman you know i like yeah. it i don't know i i just i'm i'm waiting for things to really start clicking with AEW. I feel like I think, it's not fully clicking yet. I understand what you're saying, but I don't, I think, and I guess ticket sales would argue with you on that. I think it's clicking. It's not clicking for you. Like mm -hmm. it needs something in that gear to click for you and me, but it's obviously click, clicking for a few million people or whatever. Watch it and enjoy it. You know? Mm-hmm. Like I and I'm not I'm not like saying like oh you hate it I'm just saying like I'm with you because watch we're not gonna talk about it really yet but because we're still talking about AEW but when SmackDown came back with like a live audience mm -hmm. that's when I'm like okay wrestling's back yes AEW's had crowds for a while now and I wasn't like as excited as I was last night. When, you know, the tribal chief, who I get the opportunity to thank 30 minutes into the podcast for allowing us to uh, continue on this route without acknowledging him and thus earning me more favor and more momentum heading into my title defense at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. But that's neither here nor there. Thank you, tribal like, chief. When, when his, like... They, you watch SmackDown, so you notice how like I don't. I guess you're still super cardy, but like when when it starts, you know how like they have that giant version of him. Mm -hmm. Like it, they they changed it. I know. So like when it's first starting, and then it, he just like does that thing that he does before he's about to spear you. I think that was pretty cool. When his Ooh, music uh, hit, mm -hmm. I was like, Dude, we're here, we're here, and these guys were so smart with what they opened the show with. But you know I what? feel bad for everybody else on that show <laughs> because there was nothing bigger than what happened. And we'll get to that, but whatever. Yeah, there wasn't ever going to – on last night's SmackDown, there wasn't ever going to be anything bigger than Roman Reigns' entrance. It wasn't going to happen. 
But one thing it's I'll say. It's pretty close with the Edge entrance, though. Yes. I feel like they also lowered Edge's music. You think so? I feel like it, yeah. Because it didn't really feel like the crowd got louder. They uh, Oh, that's what I was thinking it was. Well, it might have been a trick that I right. fell for. So, um, but one thing I'll say in AEW's defense, uh, to directly count uh, sort of cartly to what you said about it felt real at SmackDown, that was an indoor venue where AEW has been, except for up until this week, like, like last week was the last one there, uh, has been outdoor venues. I see. And our, we have experience with this. In an outdoor venue, you're there or you're watching at home, you don't hear the crowd nearly as much because the roof doesn't contain it. There's no roof to contain it. Yeah, but see, the thing is, it's not, for me, it's not audio. Like, that doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter how it sounds. Hmm. Like, it, it's just like this, I don't know, maybe it's because, you know, I grew up on this stuff. It's that, like, when when it was smack down and it's the crowd is back it's just a different feeling mm-hmm. had nothing to do with audio it was, it was just the vibe you know like okay we're back now hmm. like okay we're here now you know well for me the audio is part of the vibe it's the you know it's the fan reaction it's like how much energy they're giving to the talent and how much energy the talent can then give back I don't know. To me, like a starving WWE universe for live action, to me, is a, it's, it's like I can see it in the presentation when I'm watching. Like, you know, like, and that's how I felt it was back, you know. Uh, and you could tell because they pretty much loved everything. And, yeah. you know, hopefully this lasts for a long time and they don't screw it up with, like, bad storytelling, which, you know, is asking a lot. But we're, we're really talk like it's probably my fault but we're, we're really not we got to finish with the aew stuff before we could get into the smackdown things yes because we tend to jump around a bit um I, if, if you didn't have anything else to say about uh brian cage and starks then i'm going to move on to the other thing that i thought about and maybe probably not as much as you did because you hate it uh christian cage versus matt hardy yeah it's I wanted that to end. Now the thing I, that it wasn't, bugged, at the, mm-hmm. it wasn't quite at the point where I fast forwarded the match, but I didn't. I wasn't on the edge of my seat. The match suffered from a bad finish. Like I don't understand that. Like one second Cage is unconscious, selling uh whatever uh, Hardy's finisher submission, mm-hmm. and he just pops right back up like nothing happened to beat the referee count. Yeah, that that that's his uh, outworking everyone. That's what that is. I get it, but like he, he just shrugged off. He that kills the finisher to me. Mm-hmm. Um, now the, let's think about the the best thing here to think about though is probably something maybe you didn't catch, but what happened at the end of the match? Uh, private party and on Helico. I think it was on Helico. Uh, surrounded the ring, but Jurassic Express ran down to back up Christian. Okay, so what happened there? Do you recall what Luchasaurus did with Christian Cage? He put him on his back, like he does, uh, to, like he did to Jungle Boy. Did you catch Jungle Boy? No. Like if you if you go back and look at Jungle Boy's face 
when Luchasaurus has Christian Cage up there, mm-hmm. I think we're going to be in for some storytelling. Good. Because it, it looked like he liked that. Because hmm. he's supposed to be up there. Okay, good. So we're seeing some character development, I guess, or we're going to see character development for Jungle Boy, which he needs. I, I think so. I think eventually he's going to come. It might be where it, he might come out of that and not maybe he might just be, you know, something else. You know, maybe it's time to not. Maybe now that he has a girlfriend, he can be a man now. Hope you so. Know? So maybe he'll be Jungle Man or Jungle Jack. Jungle Jack. Harry, as uh, Jim Ross has been known to say. <laughs> I'm just glad um, his name isn't Jim because then they'll just call him Jungle Jim. Or JR would call him Jungle Jim, and it's like... Climb all over me, kids! Uh, it's okay! Uh, <laughs> and now we're back to Buddy Murphy. <laughs> we don't gotta worry, guys. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> uh, it's just jokes. It's just jokes. This is a, this is a, this is a child-friendly Jungle Jim. Listen, um, uh, mm-hmm. what what's next here? What do you want? Like, what do you got? You, you know, anything um, else stick out to you? What about Mox's title defense? Look, it went the only way it was gonna go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, it's like, you know, death, taxes, Moxley, you know? Right. And then Archer calling him out saying, you beat me for that U- IWGP US title in a Texas death match in Dallas. So let's do it again next week when we're in Dallas. Look, if I think either you pull the trigger on Archer or you don't. Now it's time to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it could be, uh, it could be good. Like, hopefully it's not one of those, you know, they're, they're doing their thing and then it becomes like a big circus and it's like, it should be just look mano a mano, you know, murder hawk monster versus, uh, you know, John Moxley, you know, stone cold John Moxley, I you know, either way, hair, grew back a, a, little, a little bit of hair, but you know, he should just get rid of it. So so here is my question. As far as the booking of this match, it being an New Japan championship, who decides the winner? Is it New Japan or is it AEW? Um, I think New Japan should. Okay. So that's that's just like the impact thing, like how it should be up to impact what goes on with their title. Right. And boy... I'm sure they're kicking themselves right now. But to stay on topic here, I mm. feel like if New New Japan has no vested interest in Lance Archer, AEW does. If it were AEW booking the match, I think they'd put it on Archer because they he needs to start building some more legitimacy. He's kind of just been hanging around, not doing anything sig- significant. Winning the IWGP US title will help build him in AEW. Yeah, it's not like he hasn't had it before. Exactly. But this is this would be the first time he's had a championship in AEW. Well, I think he'll win if he wins it, he'll he the best thing for him is he should be wrestling out there with it. Mm-hmm. Well, he um, he can go back and forth, you know, depending on regulations and such, obviously. But I know I'm just trying to be a good human being. Maybe he shouldn't have to travel all that much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. Like build your build your brand mm-hmm. or whatever out there. Keep building up the unite the IWGP United States Championship, and then you have him wrestling guys over there, and like that's a lot of cred. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you come back here, if these guys really do have a partnership, that you got footage of him just running amok out there, mm-hmm. doing it to these guys. Because they're not really doing him a lot of favors in the States. Right. So, that's so, just my opinion. Um, So, it's all, it's all a matter of if New Japan is behind, is more behind Moxley or Archer. Yeah, I mean, like, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't see why they wouldn't, like, be both, you know? Because these guys are both, you know, one of them's a bigger star than the other, but... You could make this guy. This guy could be a bigger star, but it's also about like, do we want to invest the time into making him a big star? See, the thing that's I find advantageous about AEW is that I don't have that much of an investment. So to me, it doesn't matter. Like, it's good for me either way, if it's Moxley or if it's Archer, because I can I see the I see good upside in both guys. I just want them to stop messing around before Archer is. You know, you can't help him. Right, exactly. Like, you, you don't want him to become Bray Wyatt before Fiend. Yeah, well, even then, like, this guy's cursed, you know? It's like they don't know what to do with uh, Bray Wyatt sometimes. Mm-hmm. By the way, as according to um, local advertising, Bray Wyatt is, uh, the Fiend is advertised for, I believe, the August 9th edition of Raw? Well, the card yeah. is subject to change. True. So it's a good thing to to use to try to sell tickets, mm-hmm. you know. And, and it could just be another Firefly Funhouse vignette thing. It's like, well, we—I mean, we did say the feed, but it's kind of the feed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So time will tell on that, as with everything, I think. Um. So Archer's promo, I liked it. I thought it was good. I think it was probably one of his best promos that we've yeah. seen so far. You know, everybody dies. Yeah. Um, I think what was it? Carl Anderson, I think he asked for a rematch also though. Yeah, but he lost, so what does it matter what he wants? Right. Yeah, uh, he's he he's a heel. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna definitely, you know, wanna do those things. He, of course he wants a rematch. Of course he's gonna want another shot. Mm-hmm. You know, does he deserve it? No, he doesn't. He's a tag team wrestler. Right. Stick to that. Mm-hmm. I agree. What'd you think of the uh, Santana and Ortiz backstage with the fake crowbar? Well, you, you did. I don't like fake things. Right. Like I don't like when you say fake crowbar. That means it was it was super obvious that it was a fake crowbar. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, the like, point of it was they pointed out to. Tully that it was fake. I know, but what's the point? I think the point was to start some drama. With a fake crowbar. Mm-hmm. You know how you start drama? With a real crowbar. I guess so. Well, they, they wanted to, to send a message. And, you know, being the faces, they don't want to just attack an old guy. Yeah, you know, faces shouldn't be attacking old guys or destroying other people's property. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, Malachi Black. Yeah, Drew McIntyre. Oh, yeah. Well, that was retaliatory. Well, I guess... You destroy my fake sword and I destroy your real motorcycle? Really, dude? He can still ride it. I replaced my fake sword with another fake sword. (laughs) 
And another stupid story. <laughs> That's, yeah, the, the stories aren't working. Story time with Drew McIntyre is canceled. C- could it be, please? It is canceled. I've canceled it. Good. You're Good. welcome. Uh, what else? I mean, it was We kind don't of... have to, like, go through everything on the card, man. Like, it's yeah. almost an hour, and we're still on AEW Fighter Fest Night 1. Yeah. So, I, I wasn't thrilled with Brit's uh, promo. Yeah, it's like, listen, I'm a baby face, but let me remind you that I'm also an asshole. Right. It's like, pick a side. I think she did. <laughs> you know, you may not like it, and I don't really, but... Here we are. So it's Vicky like how do you? Are faces? No, I, they're I, not. Just heel versus heel. Yeah, but the thing is, like, even if in this case, like, they need to do more to show me that Britt Baker is the the face. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, is Nyla Rose will always be the heel. Like, she can't. It's not believable for her to be the face, like a Nia Jax, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not comparing the two. Obviously, one's better than the other. Uh, but what I'm saying is, you got, I don't know. I don't know the answer to how you do this, but the Britt Baker is actually, it's still being true to the character. Mm-hmm. So there's a fine line when you're trying to convey different things. Like, if you different feuds try to stay true to the character without losing what the character is. You know what I'm saying? Because then it's like all too soft. You know, it's it's it, it, it's a Goldilocks situation. Mm-hmm. It's true. You got to find the baby bear bed. Yep. Anyway, um, we'll see. I guess that's for night two? For Fighter yeah. Fest? Are they going to? Okay, good. As far, uh, if, I remember, if I recall correctly, it's night, for night two. Uh, listen, uh, let's keep it moving here. The coffin match, Darby Allen, Ethan Page. Uh, it went the way I thought it would go. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fine, but I'd like for him to lose his next one. Mm-hmm. Like, because now, now this is his match. You know, the coffin match is his match, I would think. Kind of like, like the Undertaker's casket match. Undertaker won his first casket match when he buried Kabbalah. Mm-hmm. But he lost the second one against Yokozuna at 94 Royal Rumble. Wasn't there interference or something, though? I mean, it doesn't yeah, matter since so there's what? no DQ, but... Yeah, but Undertaker's lost, you know, casket matches mm-hmm. before. Like, he lost he lost against freaking Goldust. Hmm. It was uh, In Your House 8, Beware of Dog, in case... Did, did you, like, research this before? I did work. Wow, good. All right, listen... Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, thanks for calling out my sometimes laziness with actual work. But yeah, I did no, I decided no, to it, work. It was, it was more me saying, like, do you remember this shit or did you look this up? It's like, oh. Remember? <laughs> Fuck no. I'd have to have that Limitless pill, like in that movie. Limitless. Limitless. Yes. <laughs> I think there was also a show. Yeah, the show wasn't great. Um, I think I watched like three or four episodes and I was like, hey, this is the same. Yeah, we, and then you could just leave it alone. Yeah, me and the wife watched a couple episodes. It wasn't bad. And then you're like, this is the same. And then you just leave it alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of those things, like, I want to do this briefly because we got a lot to talk about. But it's so, it's so it, it, it fell into that formula of 
regular basic cop detective or whatever. They've got like a special partner who's got like a thing. You know, there's nothing really special about that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Anyway. Um, should he yeah. have, should Darby have kept that back protector thing on for the whole match? I think he should have lost it eventually. Because it's kind of cheating. Well, you think about how he does the move. In a no right? match? I guess. Well, he's the face, right? Right. I don't know. It I, shows I don't know. smarts. Yeah, but... He, Bret he Hart had a, had a chest protector against Goldberg. Yeah, but, you know, uh, at, he doesn't strike me as intelligent, um, Darby Allen, with the way he treats himself. Right. So, I don't know. Uh, I look. I don't not like Darby Allen. I think he's, I think he's on his way up. Uh, but I, I don't know. I think in a match like this, I think both of these guys. Look, I don't know if their background story is true, like what they discussed um with Jr. Mm-hmm. last week. I don't know if that's true. Uh, but if it is true that Ethan Page helped Darby Allen, then the tradition continues. Uh, with this match. Mm-hmm. So, and listen, if if you help a guy and that guy ends up surpassing you, doesn't that sort of speak to your skills as a mentor? I would think. Well, yeah, I know that you know that, but for him to bring that up would make him not as heelish as he is, right? You know, mm-hmm. I like that he's coming across as bitter about it. Yeah, well, th- just think about Ethan Pages. He looks like a guy that uh, that like. He looks like he's like gifted, and for him to be bitter is like makes him more of a heel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, bro, but look at what you have. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So some people have this innate innate quality to them that they can do things like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, did you have any other notes on that? Or can we move on? We can move on from that. I want to talk about uh, Hangman. All right, let's talk about Hangman. Why don't you go ahead and? Uh, Take the reins. We'll tag you in here for this one. Go right ahead. Well, well, just real quick, I wanted to discuss that the Hangman segment where he he's like, "All right, fine, yeah, I, I want you know they're right. I want a shot at the AEW World Title." And Kenny's like, "All right, all right, all right, all right, but let's ha- let's do this first. Let's do a five on five elimination match." It's very Attitude Era. That yeah. is, it's I I kind of like that. I dug that about it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, people might be like, "Oh, whatever, bro." But like, it does have that like this feels like something you should be watching, mm-hmm. um, kind of deal. And the stakes are high. Yeah, it's very high stakes here. Mm-hmm. You know, Ken, and Ken we all love anything, stakes. Yeah, if Kenny's team wins and it's five on five elimination, so it's a Survivor Series match that's not in WWE, obviously. And if Hangman's team loses. Hangman loses his title shot, and whichever members of the Dark Order had a tag title shot coming up, they lose their title shot. Yeah. Uh, I think the move for AEW is to have Hangman win. Like, like if it's Survivor Series, like he'll be the sole survivor and do it for the team. Mm-hmm. Get the Dark Order their title matches and get his title match mm-hmm. against Omega. That's how I would do it. I like it. Um, like may- like yeah, maybe yeah. not maybe not have it end five on one maybe like three on one. Well, yeah, like uh, let the good brothers or wait who's in it? It's gonna be Young Bucks, 
Kenny Omega. And the Good Brothers, presumably. And the presumably the Good Brothers. So let the Good Brothers get eliminated. Mm-hmm. And that it'll be that you have Hangman versus the Young Bucks and Kenny. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Because they had this the whole Bucks. thing going on. Like, remember, with the whole split and all that stuff mm-hmm. way back. So that would be a great way to do it. Yeah, it's, that's the OG elite right there. Uh, let me ask you, what do you think about the Redeemer? As uh, what uh, Miro's calling himself now. Uh, that, that, like, that's what I thought you were getting to. I got to see where he's going with it before I really... He, it, it's like he was he's just recently become a born again Christian and he's really leaning in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he loves Jesus. And know? his hot wife who could do splits. Yeah. Also that. the white strap for the uh TNT championship is is better. I like it. I like it too. It's it's got Bulgarian colors. Did you catch that? I didn't notice green. Yeah. Um let me see if I can send you a picture. Okay. As we uh keep talking. Go ahead. Um yeah, I want to see where it's going before I really make any sort of decision on it. Uh, it's, I mean, it's potentially interesting. I feel like, you know, they start, they were doing the gaming thing, and then he turns on the. Oh, sorry, it was it was the wedding thing, wedding and gaming, and then he turned on Kip and Penelope, and now, I I feel like he hasn't even been there so long to be sort of on his third gimmick already. I can't believe you didn't notice the green when, like, it's predominant. Like, I just sent it to you to your messenger for some reason because, okay, it. yeah, it's like right in your face. So that's pretty cool. It's a like just from that image, like that's a look right there. This guy, he looks like he could just kill people. Yeah, it's very cool, very cool. Um, so I'm really interested in what they do with that. And if that grows the character, if he like adds the redeemer to like shirts and like. Even like the theme song and whatever, like somehow I don't know, but that would be cool. That would be really cool. I, <clears throat> you know, I I just really want him to rename the game over into something that's not so stupid. Uh, yeah, I think uh maybe he will because it looked like that when he was leaning. It, I it might be he's experimenting, like he's trying something else. It's like, well, the gaming guy doesn't get over because really, like. I'm above that, you know. I'm a man, mm-hmm. you know. I'm out there doing big man things. So maybe he will, maybe he won't, you know. I don't think it. I don't think the name of his finisher hurts him, but it wouldn't hurt to make like a better name for it. Right. Like fin- finishers have changed names, and yeah, like like uh, the the LaBelle lock, the Yes lock, the No lock, the Yes lock, LaBelle lock, back and forth. He- Obviously. Speaking of which, what about the rumors? Um, crazy rumors abound that one Brian Danielson might be headed to All Elite Wrestling. I have not heard that. It's it's going around. I don't believe it. I think it's one of those things where it's like, oh, he's going to show up here, blah, blah, blah. And then you're just going to see him surprise show up on Raw or something. Well, I... You know? So it, it didn't make it to the news because I didn't think it was particularly relevant because there weren't really... Sp- specifics, but uh, there was an all-hands-on-deck meeting uh, at WWE this week for all the talent and everything, and they basically announced that promotions and raises are going to be resumed shortly, and it was sort of implied that a lot of talent soon 
will be getting a raise. Um, so obviously, some more money is flowing within WWE. Uh, rumor is also going around that a Saudi Arabia show is coming up this year, I believe in September, which is not far away at all. So that's big money. So I'm sure if the rumor is floating around that Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, is going to AEW. Vince is going to back up the truck. Maybe, but here's the thing, and I, I, I'll I, take that, and I'll counter it with the fact that we're talking about Brian Danielson, and since when is money a primary concern of his? That is a very, very good point. He's about the art of wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, this could be something that he, like... Maybe he sees AEW as a chance of doing what he loves on, like, you know, painting on a different canvas, mm-hmm. playing in a new sandbox. Well, I mean, it would be very interesting. Like, I feel like if it were just him or just him and Bree, it would be a different story. But they have a kid now. Do they have two? Or is it just the one? I think they have two. They have two. So... Like, but they have money, dude. Like, Bree's making money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think... Like, for you and me, that's a big reason. Mm-hmm. But knowing Daniel Bryan, like, the dude saves. You know, it's not like he's living an extravagant lifestyle. Like, his wife is rich as shit. She's got, like, this... Their own clothing line and their wine and whatever the fuck they're doing. You know, it's not like he's wanting. Mm-hmm. You know, they, like... If you read his book, then you know, like, this is a this is a possibility. But the your point about the money could be true. Like, it could be that uh, Vince is backing up the Brinks truck. But it's like, do you really have to? Like, how many more years of doing this does he really have? Like, what's your return on investment? It's true. And especially if he, you know, if he lands wrong one more time. Exactly. It might be to him, you know, if I don't get to do this now, I'm never going to get to because for the same argument, how much time do I got? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think it would be interesting. Mm-hmm. We had to talk about it. We had to talk about it. Yeah, it's, it, it, um, it would be a whole new canvas, a whole new set of paints, if you I will. Had, yeah, I had to bring it up, you know. Um. So, in regards to AEW, uh, is anything else you wanted to discuss? Or just one thing. Just one on? thing. Just one thing you didn't mention about that Christian Matt Hardy match. The finish. Oh, I'm sorry. Just before the finish, um, Matt Hardy grabbed the ref and hit a mule kick to counter the uh, the kill switch. Was this a no disqualification? No. Why but, is he putting his hands on an official? Uh, he grabbed his shirt. Oh, it's one of those things. Like, oh my God, help me. Yeah. Okay. So he hit a mule kick, low blow. Christian kind of no sold the low blow, and you know, I I just think he has no balls. Wow. Well, you you went through all that just to do that. I think. Uh, I think I, I I just think it's a logical conclusion. Oh. Uh, like he sold it a little bit, and then like really like less than a minute later, you're recovered, and you hit the kill switch, which when as the person performing and, but the this kill is switch, after. He this is after shrugging off uh, Matt's moves. Yeah. So, you know, it adds more to what I was saying about that just burying Hardy's finish even more then. Mm-hmm. So. So. 
but his lack of testicles, as you accuse him to, you know, have, it could be an advantage to him. I don't know. I imagine it would be a big advantage, but, I mean, then one would argue, is he in the right division? Should he be wrestling men? Uh, <laughs> well, yes, because he's still a man. Like, if he considers himself, well, it depends. Like, if he decides that he's not, then yes, I guess they wouldn't have a choice. Right. Um, but before we get canceled, um, <laughs> let's head off into the sunset. Uh, AEW Fighter Fest. I'm gonna say good show. Uh, part two. Let's let's see let's see what happens. Yeah, I I think the bookends of Fighter Fest were great, and it was kind of just like the opposite of a bell curve. You started out great with. Mox and Carl Anderson for the IWGP US title. The whole show dipped and came back up for Darby and Ethan Page. Yes, sir. Yes, right. sir. I couldn't have said it better myself. All right. Um. All right. So, uh, I don't know what you want to do here. NXT. Like, NXT. This is a long episode. All right. Um. So we're gonna head off. Well, this into was a big the... week. This is the first week back, and you know, next week's gonna be a big episode, also, because you know, it you know, it's gonna be the first Raw in front of fans in seventy weeks. So yeah, I I understand that, but like NXT was just an episode of NXT. Like it wasn't like a pay per view, like uh, American Bash or something. Fighter Fest was part one of a two parter. Yeah, you're right. Um, so but so... we could just gloss. We but well, we did have. You know, some big things happen. You know, we had uh, NXT title match, which saw Karrion Cross just destroy Johnny Gargano, which is the right way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, the current Johnny Gargano, and by the way, everything he has said here is not to disrespect anybody, but it's just, it's all a good fun, and it's just how the character is portrayed. He's kind of a clown. Yeah. So, like, he, he's a clown that could wrestle the fuck out of people, but, you know, for that match, there's no way he was going to do, you know, the impossible. Uh, it, and that's to beat Karrion Cross, and um, I uh, the uh, the intro monologue really did touch on this, and it's that you know it's you know at the end we see uh, Cross strangle Joe after he disrespected him, mm-hmm. um, honestly, and I I think Joe, uh, you know, if I got to be honest, was a hypocrite, like he's being a complete hypocrite. Like, Karrion Cross wasn't doing anything that Joe wouldn't have done himself. Mm-hmm. And for him to throw his weight around as an official is very disrespectful to Cross. And uh, it just shows that he's just trying to, you know, get himself back into the conversation. Of course, I'm talking about the character of Samoa Joe in the show. I'm not talking about Samoa Joe, the the person who would happily uh, send me to Naptime City. But that's that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the really real Samojo would put us all to sleep. And the fact that they're throwing out all these different possibilities of matches that Samoa Joe can have leads me to believe that he will be wrestling soon. Yeah, I think so, and I hope so, and I can't wait. I miss Samoa Joe in the ring. Like very few people, Karrion Cross being one of them, can really match his intensity and legitimacy. Boy, carry legitimacy at least. He really, he really carried across the line, you know. He and, did, and uh, that, that that's perfect because it's like Joe has done that exact same thing to so many guys, 
and for it to happen to him is a very it's, it's poetic justice uh, at the end of the day. And I really hope next week where uh, Cross addresses this that he points out the hypocrisy of Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope so. Um, one thing, when Joe came first came out, Bronson Reed was still in the ring. And there was kind of an eyeball thing happening. I, I looked it up. Bronson Reed, it, as we know, is Australian. He's Samoan Australian. Oh. So, we now have a second Samoan in pro wrestling that is not related to Anoa'i family. And also, they know each other. Apparently. Probably, right? Well, I mean, probably from the Indies or something. All non-Samoan annoys know each other. <laughs> they know they're not in the family. Right. It's like, listen, I, I know the work you put in to get to here to, you know, try to get your name up there with the bloodline. What what, what, what if what we see as side eye is the head nod mm-hmm. for non-annoys uh, Samoans? I, it could be. <laughs> I, I mean... I don't know any Samo. All right, so I've seen some Samoan actors in movies and such, right? Like, uh, what was what was that? At the end of Bad Boys Two, where so- yeah. someone said, uh, "Was he Samoan?" Something, something like, like that. that. <laughs> but um, like other than random like actors that I look, we're all joking, like, everybody. Just so you know, we don't think all Samoans are related. Right. All right. <laughs> right. My point is, other than random actors whose names I don't know, and other than Samoa Joe and Bronson Reed, every other famous Samoan is part of the Anoa'i family. Even all the way to, and I mention this every time, David Tua, the boxer. They're all part of the Anoa'i family. So Samoans have a legacy of fighting, of being warriors of some kind, boxing or wrestling or MMA. I think David Tua did, did some MMA also. Mm-hmm. So obviously there's a lot of testosterone on that island. So like for you and me, a head nod could, you know, like the Samoan translation would be that, that glare, like, I'm gonna fuck you up if you try and fuck me up. So I know you're gonna try and fuck me up. And they—that's they, just—that's just what the glare is saying to to both of them. It's like, all right, I, I, I know, you know. Yeah, yeah, I do know a little bit, <laughs> no, a little bit. I, I feel like this would work better in a visual medium, but. Oh uh, yeah, I think, so. I, I think so. I, I think so. I do get it, but um, uh, speaking of, let's try to uh, you know hustle up here on the NXT, uh, stuff. Oh, let's see. Uh, Amber Moon wrestled against uh, Dakota Kai. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like it's going to be Raquel Gonzalez. And um, what's that tough chick's name? Um, she hooked up with the um, with the Chinese lady. Um, Xia Li. Xia Li. Sorry. It looks like Xia Li is next. So did you catch Dakota Kai's look when Xia Li came into the ring and walked past her up to Raquel? Yeah, it's like, acknowledge me, please. That's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Dakota Kai is not happy with not being in the spotlight. I mean, she should be used to it. Like, I don't recall her being in any spotlight, really. Oh, during her initial heel turn? When yeah, Raquel... initially for like five minutes. Yeah, So, but when Raquel was her backup, it's like Dakota Kai is the threat. 
Raquel is the backup. Now, Raquel is the threat as the women's champion, and Dakota Kai is also there. She I doesn't kind- want to be also there. She wants to be the conversation. She wants to be the woman. She wants to be the one that's getting challenged, so she wants the women's championship. Well, that's what it means to be a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be the man or woman, you know. Otherwise, what are you there for? Exactly. I'm. I'm just uh, telling the story that that look that Dakota Kai gave Zia Lee. I'm just telling the story behind that look. Yeah. Um. That's a good interpretation of what that was. I just wish that Dakota Kai was any kind of threat to Raquel Gonzalez. I know. It's, you know, it's tough to be believable. Yeah, it's hard to do it the opposite way. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard to do Big Daddy Cool at HBK, but the other way. Yeah. You know, because HBK wasn't taking the belt off of Big Daddy Cool if HBK was, like, just there for him mm-hmm. kind of deal. Um, yeah, um, Ember Moon did all right. Uh, it looks like, um... What would you call it? Would you call it Indy Loomis? Or was it Dex? They're calling them Index. Index? Yeah, that's right. Index. I mean, I don't know if I like the word Index for that, but... But it works. Um, I do appreciate the fact that she fell because she couldn't carry the motherfucker. I love that. That's a good thing. (laughs) That's like, uh, it's something out of a really, really bad romance novel. But for, first, I was like, holy shit, she's got some strength. She's really strong. Back. Well, you have to be, right? Of course. Like, I'm pretty sure if it wasn't scripted, she could have walked his ass out of there. Probably. I'm pretty sure. I don't think that was an accident. That was done on purpose. That was great. Uh, it looks like we might be getting uh, uh, another nice, wonderful, uh, hard-hitting uh, tag team match. Because it looks like they're doing uh, Pete Dunne. And uh, Orny Lorcan, mm-hmm. is that the one? Versus yeah. uh, my favorites, my favorite tag team, Tommaso Ciampa and uh, our boy over there, the Stretch Master uh, himself. Toothless Timmy. Yeah, Toothless Timmy Thatcher. I love it. Over there. I love it. Um, Yeah, it's like, what did, he, what did Thatcher say? He's like, uh, which is it? You the toughest dude or the toughest technician like which one yeah are you, are you the, like, ba- the baddest man in nxt or are you the best technician in nxt he's like who's asking and then just out of nowhere just just tomaso champion just slugs him mm-hmm. and that's how you fucking do it yep that's how you do it who's asking this fucking fist that's who real man shit right here like they could do their little romance thing index oh my god will they or won't they and then you <laughs> got this this real man shit i love take it. notes it's man. great like like yeah. like that's TV. When we say wrestling can be anything, you get those four badasses setting up this match for I mean presumably next week. And you have Index. The love that just won't happen. In this case, it was because of Candice LeRae breaking it up, telling her she needs to focus on their tag matches cuz I mean presumably that's what she why she broke it up. But I know, I mean, I imagine, I haven't seen, I imagine there are people on Twitter that don't like this index thing. I find it entertaining. It seems like you find it entertaining as well. And that's what wrestling is for. It's to entertain. Sure, there are times when one or both of us are like, man, this is, like, I want wrestling. I want the in-ring action. But when 
a, when an outside-the-ring story progresses the way it has in an interesting way and it's given time to develop, this is money. I like it. They well, got to release index shirts. Yeah, it doesn't hurt that I like w- the people involved. Mm-hmm. Like, I really like Indy Hartwell, and I think she's good for the role that she's doing. And, like, th- they need something for to keep the way storyline, like, compelling. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it's going next week. Like, what? I wonder if, like, uh, Gargano's going to oversell what happened to him and, like, wear a neck brace and be in a wheelchair again. That'll be great. Um... Uh, I don't know. I think maybe you'll have Austin Theory step in against Cross for like a like a like a second because mm-hmm. I really think after what happened with Joe, uh, they're gonna cross paths. So um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. We already talked about uh, what happened with the Robert Stone brand. Um, you know, they'll probably rebrand that. Um, mm-hmm. No pun intended or whatever. Um. Uh, what'd you think of the uh, the breakout star uh, tournament matchup that they had? Um, that was uh, I, Donovan something, formerly known as Brandon Brendan Vink. Um, yeah, is Donovan, that the guy? Something Hudson, Duke Hudson. That's it. Yeah, this is that the guy that came out looking like he's about to fuck somebody as opposed to wrestle them. Mm. Like, which was the tall Australian gentleman? That's is him. that? that that's it. I don't know, man. I was I was sitting there watching it. My wife comes in, she sees it. I'm like, is this guy gonna wrestle? Is he doing like a magic bike situation, which is like a male stripper? Oh, uh, like, what it, is he doing? It was it was like that weird smile, right? Yeah, it's weird. It's All like right. I don't I don't I feel disrespected here. Um, but yeah, he's a weird dude. But I could he's probably one of those guys Vince loves. Like he's yep. tall, mm-hmm. you know. Chicks probably like him. Some dudes. Um, whatever. Um, yeah, we'll see. Um, he won the match. He won his match. Yeah, pretty sure. So mm-hmm. good for him. Um, look, I don't have a lot to say. Uh, I think, uh, you know, NXT was good business as usual. But uh, what do you think about the butler that did it? So good. It was really good. <laughs> like how he just leaned into it. Yep. He's like, I'm not just a butler. I'm rich. And I'm, like, I'm a millionaire too. So I'm gonna delegate. They do the heel thing and, like, pay the kid, like, shit. He's, like, 500, you know? Mm-hmm. That was nice, and it looked like he barely did any work anyway. Um, he raked that whole yard. Yeah, all by himself. Um. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that was good. I, I really I, – I, 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 I glad, I'm glad they did it that way, uh, the butler thing. Like, just have him lean into it. And I was really nervous when they had that barber there. I'm like, come on, man. Don't do this. <laughs> Don't do this. Don't cut the man's hair. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's the, the caveman, the Carolina it's caveman. It's weird that he kept his gloves on, though. Like he had his butler gloves on, and he was down to his skivvies. Well, you, I mean, you gotta have some part of the uniform on still. That's fucking weird, dude. That's really weird. <laughs> I'm wearing the uniform. Look at my gloves. There they are. All right. I'm well, Cameron Grimes. That's how I talk. All right, Cameron. Um, we got a lot of show to get to. Um, so I don't know how you want to do this. You want to do, we talk as we go through the Money in the Bank card after the brief history lesson that I've prepared. That sounds for like For the a basement plan. Bookiverse. 
And then as we go through the matches, we talk about what happened with whoever and whatever. Sounds like a plan. Give All us right, this history. Great. All right, so listen, ladies and gentlemen, you know, the Basement Bookers podcast, you know, we're not just a podcast. We're an educational system. And uh, we're going to talk about the history of the Money in the Bank ladder match. It's not going to be the complete, you know, history, but like the, the important touchstones. Uh, it started in 2005. Uh, it, it was a part of WrestleMania. Um, the first, for the first five years of it, it was always a part of Mania. And then in 2010, they went the, um, they gave them their own pay-per-view. So the first Buddy in the Bank winner was Edge. Now the field that Edge had, uh, to win, uh, the Buddy in the Bank is pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, he who shall not be named, but I will name him because, Y'all gotta know, but it was Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, Christian Kane, and Shelton Benjamin. Hmm. All right? You remember that, right? Half the match was named Chris in one way or another. In one way or another, and it was good. It was very good because it's like, it's the first time that we've seen something like this, you know? Allegedly and- Chris Jericho's idea. Yeah, that that's the legend says that it was Chris Jericho's idea to do this, and you know if if so, then more power to him. Like I don't know enough about um about it. If he saw something in Japan that was similar, and was like let's do that here. Uh, but whatever. All I know is like it's been replicated ever since. Um, in two thousand six, uh, the winner was RVD. Uh, his opponents. That he had to fight, he he had you know compete against Bobby Lashley, Finley, Matt Hardy, Ric Flair of all people, <laughs> and Shelton Benjamin. Oh, I remember that spot. Right. <laughs> Go ahead, tell them. So, wait, I'm you know actually I'm trying to remember. So I remember he ran up a la- oh he ran up a ladder that was leaning on another ladder to clothesline someone off of that second ladder. It would have been a great way to win the championship, but that was a good spot. Mm-hmm. Memorable as all hell. That was in the intro, you know, the the signature, like for years until until pretty recently, in fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I wonder. If, well, I haven't seen it recently. Yeah, you're right. I wonder why. Um. Anyway, so moving right along, uh, in 2007. Mr. Kennedy won. Kennedy. Uh, it was CM Punk, Edge, Finley, Jeff Hardy, King Booker, Matt Hardy, and Randy Orton. Now, very famously, Mr. Kennedy lost it to Edge uh, because reasons. And, you know, their speculation and whatever uh, that they took it off of Kennedy, uh, I think maybe because he, like, Injured Randy or something? I don't know. I don't remember. There were, it was so a long were, time ago. There were there were two rumors that were circulating at the same time that Kennedy uh, injured Randy Orton, or that like he almost injured Randy Orton, and Orton mid match yelled at him about how stupid he was, and then started working stiff, and that um, Kennedy was hurt. I think it was like a quad or something, and they weren't sure how injured he was and how long he was going to be out. So they took it off of him just in case. That was a second rumor that was going around at the same time. 
What actually happened? I don't know. We'll find out eventually, maybe, or maybe not. Probably not. Probably not. On uh, 2008, which this one's pretty special uh, to me because I was there uh, for this one. Uh, this was uh, CM Punk. Mm. When's this one? This is his first. Uh, it was against uh, Carlito, Chris Jericho, John Morrison, Bontel, Bontavious Porter, also known as MVP, Mr. Kennedy, and Shelton Benjamin. Mm. I'm noticing a theme here. Shelton Benjamin does a lot of money in the bank ladder matches. He does. Well, this is his second or third? So he was in the first one. Oh, so he was in the third. second one. And it's the third one. Mm. Um, so in 2009, CM Punk won again. This time against Christian, Finley, Cade, mm-hmm. Kofi Kingston, Mark Henry, MVP again. Shelton Benjamin. Mm-hmm. They should have pushed Shelton Benjamin in this year's. The next one he's it, in, he has to win. Right? They got to get behind him. <laughs> it's tough, man. I, and I don't think it's ever going to happen. Um, so that's about where I stopped. Because to me, um, honestly, like once they started just making it its own pay-per-view and its own thing, to me it stopped being special. It starts to feel like just another Royal Rumble type situation. And that's just my opinion. I know a lot of people don't feel that way. But also, like, eventually stuff gets diluted anyway, and it's just not as good. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, at least um, it's still only once a year. Yeah, it's still once a year, but it's it's never going to be as good as it was for the first five years it was around for. Like, even then it was hit or miss. You know? Mm-hmm. Because it's like you win it at Mania, and it's like, wait, are they going to cash in tonight? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, is this the night or whatever? And, you know, most times it wasn't. I think the, maybe the only one to do it at Mania was Seth Rollins. Yep. And there's no topping that. No. I, I, don't, uh, I don't think any scenario will play itself out better than Seth's cashing. Well, it's worth noting, um, at least to me, uh, that 2016 um, was a special year. Because all three members of the Shield were WWE Championship on this one Money in the Bank pay-per-view at one point. Because Roman Reigns was defending the WWE Championship against Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins would go on to defeat Roman Reigns for the WWE Championship. In which Dean Ambrose cashed in his Money in the Bank briefcase that he won that night and pinned Seth Rollins. Mm Mm-hmm. So that 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 to me is a close second, uh, when it comes to specialness of uh, the the uh, money in the bank. It's true. Um, but yeah, and that's that's it, guys. That's that's my brief little thing on the uh, money in the bank ladder match. So. All right. So good stuff. A lot of good insight there. Um, good memories. Yeah, a lot a lot of good memories, man. Like as, as much. As I loved the Shield, and as much of a Dean Ambrose fan as I was and am, um, a Ambrose's WWE Championship reign was unfortunately not memorable in the least. 
it hurts me to say that, but that that is how I feel. And B, I feel like really, I think the only cash in that for me comes close to Seth's cash in was Dolph's, uh, the Raw after Mania. Well, he cashed in on uh, Alberto Del Rio. Right. Hmm. And like the fa- you remember that WrestleMania? I don't remember what number it was, but the fan. I think it was in it was in New York. So it was thirty-five. Hmm. Or was it further back? Was it twenty-nine? I don't think it was twenty-nine. Uh, I'm not sure, man. Anyway, whichever whichever one it was, they were in New York in the New York area for WrestleMania mm-hmm. and for Raw, and the fans were so loudly chanting at Mania, "We want Dolph, we want Dolph," and he didn't cash it in at Mania. He came out on Raw and cashed in against a an injured Alberto Del Rio. Well, that's the move. I mean, the first and to be the greatest. Uh, cash it because it was something that was never seen before. Um, when Edge cashed his in, mm-hmm. that was great. After Cena won the Elimination Chamber, yeah, grueling held- Elimination Chamber. As yeah, a- he he had blood on him. Like if you see a replay of that, it's gonna be a black and white these days. That's true. Um, you know, Edge held the contract for two hundred and eighty days mm-hmm. uh, before he cashed it in. And let's not forget, you know, that's not the first, like, you remember when we talked about Kennedy losing his contract to Edge? Mm-hmm. There was, I don't know if you remember this, but Edge had to defend his contract against Matt Hardy in a ladder match. No, I don't remember that. It was on an episode of Raw on October 3rd, 2005. Oh, was that after the real-life leader feud? Yes, this was during this was during the Matt Hardy won't die. Okay. Uh uh deal. Mm-hmm. So, it's very interesting. I think so, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Um It's fu- it sounds it's funny, about right to me. It's funny that um Matt Hardy's wife recently posted a picture of her when she was wrestling wearing a Matt Hardy won't die shirt. And yeah. the fact that for that storyline, he was sort of real life feuding with Edge over another woman. That's not her. It's like, <laughs> do, like, do, do you know the story behind that shirt? Or she's just trying to send a message. Please help me. I'm trying, but he just won't. You know, I don't know. <laughs> These are all jokes, of course. <laughs> I, I, it's a big compound. <laughs> he, he could get lost six feet yeah, underground he, somewhere, he, you know. It's a big property. Who knows how many bodies are buried? Right. Who knows? Anyway. Let's go. Let's stop speculating about uh, someone's attempted murder, and let's start speculating on who is going to win this Sunday at King of the Ring. Let's start with the pre-show match. Uh, Papa and Baby Mysterio defending against the Usos. Rich. Main um, event and DUI. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, it's 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 the money in the bank. It's the it's the money in the bank ladder match. There's there's no king of the ring. It's not. Do you have like a king of the ring on supercard? Did or? I say king of the ring? You you said king of the ring. Oh jeez. So <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Do you have to charge your team? Like what's going on here? No, I'm not. I'm not looking at my phone at all. 
Okay, great. But uh, you definitely did. But okay. Wow, listen. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I maybe I'll play it back for you. Uh, Unless I'm an idiot and I heard King of the Ring. <laughs> may, so maybe but, my eyes glossed over King Nakamura. Ah, that's, that's there what, you go. There you know, go. Maybe. There you go. There Money you go. In the bank. There you go. Money Buddy in the bank. In the bank is the pay per view. Let's go. I mean, that totally ruined my intro for the pre-show match, but whatever. Here we go. We now now we know <laughs> the participants, and uh, uh, I want the Usos to win. I'd love for the Usos to win, and I think they will. <sighs> so it's weird. Now we're counting the pre-show. We always counted the pre-show. Did we? Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but I don't care. Don't like lately they haven't been uh, announcing some of the pre-show matches. Maybe that's where the confusion is. I think so. Like we've always counted the pre-show. Sure. If it's if a match isn't announced by the time we record, we can't count it. Oh, look, I don't care. Yeah. You're good, man. Let's just, you know, um, you're right. Yeah, I I I don't know. I don't know. See, the only way I think the only way, you know what? I don't think Roman's going to help him. Uh, of course he's not. You don't see Roman Reigns until the main event unless they want to do like a backstage thing, which usually they don't do. Yeah, you certainly don't see Roman on the pre-show. 100%. He's probably not even there yet. He's probably there. But character-wise, he's not there yet. Right. He's probably th- like Character-wise, he shows up right before he has to go out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's arrive, stack them, pin them, leave. There you go. You know, this might be an easy match then since he only has to, like, not stack anybody. He just pin one guy. Theoretically. Well, theoretically, we'll see. But before we get ahead of ourselves, um, I'm going to play. You this. could come back. Yeah. I'm going to play it safe on this one and agree that the Usos are going to win. Well, that sounds familiar. But I, I might I might come back to this one. All right. Only because I, I don't think they want to put the belts on the Usos yet. I think they want to keep them on the Mysterios a little longer. Like, maybe... I feel like Because I feel like the Uso-Mysterio storyline is more about the Usos. Like, the Usos are carrying the storyline. Or may- maybe that's why it should go to the Usos, because the Usos are carrying the storyline. And they're only feuding with the Mysterios because they're the ones with the belts. The belts aren't, like, the Mysterios aren't actually contributing anything to the storyline besides the belts. Right. So maybe I just talked myself into why the Usos are going to win. Maybe you did. Maybe you did. Maybe you did. Hmm. Was it me? Maybe it was you. Maybe it's the devil on your shoulder that sounds like me, but it's not me. I don't know. Make a choice. I don't know. Like I said, I'm 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 gonna go with the Usos for now and maybe come back to it. Alright, let's go. Let's then talk about the Raw Tag Team Championships. AJ and Omas defending against the Viking Raiders. Okay, see here here what they did on Monday was they sowed in doubt. AJ Styles lost his match, but Obas destroyed his opponent in his match. Mm-hmm. So, like, AJ Styles and Obas could lose because AJ gets pinned. So, I don't know. Um, 
I don't like the Viking Raiders mm-hmm. um, as a team as presented in the current product. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's more to do with Olmos and AJ Styles, but they have to do things with Olmos and AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. But then it makes me think, well, they're back to being live and not being able to, like, you know, I don't know, cleverly edit Olmos's, you know, issues. Like, I'm not good at editing, obviously, from the listening of this podcast, but like... You sell yourself short. What I want to say is the... I felt like there were a lot of cuts and edits in that Omos versus... Uh, I don't remember if it was Ivar or the other one that he wrestled. I think but if, Omos wrestled Eric and AJ felt, wrestled Ivar. Okay, it felt very heavily edited to me. So maybe Omos is not quite ready, which is why they really haven't been doing much as tag team champions, and maybe why they'd want to take the belts off of them and give them to the Viking Raiders. Um, I don't know, but I also don't think it's time to break AJ Styles up from Omos either. Uh, I'm gonna reserve the right to come back to this. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the championships on the Raw champions. Because honestly, like we discussed before about the tag team championships, does it really matter? Exactly. You know, because the women are, seem to be doing a better job uh, with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree for a lot of the same reasoning that you gave, including the fact that Omas being green, it's beneficial for him to be involved in tag matches where he can get some practice and then up close and personal see what a veteran would do and how a veteran would do it. Yeah, he's got to work on his selling. Mm-hmm. Like that... It's tough when you have somebody that you build as a monster like that, like barely selling the way he is, because eventually that has to change. Right. Like you can't be an unstoppable juggernaut forever. It just doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. They don't seem to handle that very well. Yeah, when I when I think of like a big man selling properly, uh, especially someone that was built as unstoppable, I think back to Andre the Giant. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, and and there's I don't think there's really any better example to think back to. Like, like yes, he was legit in pain, but could you spot when he was actually in pain or when he was selling pain? I I don't think I can. Yeah, and, and that's how you not- do it. It's not difficult either because the bigger you are, the more energy you expend. Yep. So really the best way to deal with Omos is you can't, you know, Eric fucked up because you you got to drag him into the deep water. You can't just go there and fight on his terms. He will outpower you. Yep. You, you, you got to outquick him. You got to um, attack his cardio. To attack his cardio, you attack the core. You attack the lower back. You attack the legs. Get chop blocking. Yep. Go, get, chop get some down flare tape. You don't even have to get tape. You just watch Charlotte flare. Mm-hmm. Or piss him off and make him chase you around the ring. Get him. Tired. Yeah, you, you could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like that that's not really a face thing to do. You know, to keep running away like that. Like you'd have to have him chase you. That's more like a. A heel thing, like MJF or Ric Flair. 
Yeah, that, I mean that's true. But Ric Flair would just chop block the shit out of him. Oh, I don't absolutely. Know. Um, like I, just I, beg I, off, you know? Yeah, I I feel like uh, certain strategies it could still work for a face. Exactly. All right. Uh, so let's you're you're we're the same on. here. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, man. All right. Uh, for the Raw Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley versus the Queen Charlotte Flair. Rhea Ripley's hair has stayed the same length. Uh, we're all proud. Mm-hmm. You know, she hasn't cut it more. Um, look, the story turns. It looks like it's all about chop blocking. Um, uh, this week we saw, you know, Charlotte Flair. You know, after by the way, like it's very important. Like whenever, whenever something good happens, whenever somebody puts on a good performance, that you you should not mention it. You shouldn't mention, you shouldn't forget to mention the fact that Natalia had the best wrestling match with Rhea Ripley I've seen in a very long time. Mm-hmm. It was a very good wrestling match, and people forget how good Natalia is. Like, yes, she has trouble picking gear. Some people have trouble with fashion, but at the end of the day, when it comes down to scrapping on the mat and telling a good story, mm-hmm. and it, it was perfect for her. See, th- th- sometimes people don't think about how smart Vince McMahon is like if he set this up because what is Natalia's finisher Natalia's finisher is the sharpshooter which works the legs Mm -hmm. okay and this was kind of an issue it did work out too good for her but afterwards Charlotte attacked Rhea Ripley and uh, I think she like uh, like did like a like a modify like a figure four to the outside or something like the, the, uh, the figure eight or whatever to her yeah it was something I don't remember what it was but yes uh, over the apron, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's something wacky. So, uh, by rules, the unwritten rules, um, I'm going to go with Rhea Ripley on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she needs a decisive win over Charlotte Flair. Let's get this done with. And I agree. And I feel like, and this is going to be kind of a bit of a common theme, um, I feel like like we know that they pay attention to social media, but the live crowd is very often the the best gauge that Vince and Creative has for uh, for someone's star power. I feel like he wants to see how the live crowd reacts to Rhea Ripley in this role. Yeah, uh, for, sometimes it's confusing. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what she's doing. Like, is she a face? Is she a heel? Or she's just an asshole, mm-hmm. you know, who happens to be a face. Yeah, which because is fine. Char- yeah. Charlotte is Charlotte. She's transcended heel and facedom. Yeah, she's an asshole. Yeah. But she's a heel, you know, definitely 100%. Like, there's no one on her side. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, I think if that's the case, it's a, it will, might be a similar situation with Rhea Ripley. She, yeah. she's, like, she's more heelish, though. Charlotte well, is certainly Rhea, not the face. Well, the thing is with Rhea Ripley is she's consistent. Mm-hmm. Like, she's always been this way. If you go back and you watch her NXT uh, UK days, mm-hmm. you know, she's been this. You know, she started out as a heel. and She kind of went face, but she was still kind of had, like, an edge to her. Mm-hmm. Like, it really started to die down, like, once she became, like, you know, basically like a senior you know, in NXT, not in age, but like, you know, it's your last year in high school or whatever. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, so I'm going with Rhea Ripley also. 
And then moving on from there, let's see. Should we talk about one of the title matches or one of the Money in the Bank matches? Well, it's up to you, man. Uh, I uh, I'm here. Let's go I'm Money here in the to Bank. Do the thing. Let's go Money in the Bank next. Because, male or female? Uh, let's start male. Okay. Um. So this is going to be the male Money in the Bank match, which is. Ricochet, John Morrison, Riddle, Drew McIntyre, Big E, Kevin Owens, King Nakamura, and Seth Rollins. Alright, this is quite difficult. Like, when you read off who's in it, maybe you might tell yourself, well, this is an open and shut case. The story has been Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm can't get a title match against Bobby Lashley for the championship. Mm -hmm. And he didn't even qualify. He had to be in the last chance qualifier. Mm -hmm. But I don't think this is the case. I think this is a, this is a red herring thrown in to throw the champ off of retaining his championship. And that's me. Um, Here's what I think, and I might be wrong, and it's okay if I'm wrong for this, but when you really truly believe something, that you have no choice but to put your dick on a table and see if anybody's going to smash it. But listen. Hopefully, hopefully not with the spiky side of a meat tenderizer. Especially not with the spiky side of anything. <laughs> Just leave him alone. I'm not even going to put it on the table because it's unsanitary. And I don't want to break the table like that Claymore. All right. <laughs> so if you're going to do the first Money in the Bank ladder match, it's a hot crowd. It's a live crowd. You give the people what they want. And if you're not doing it big, then you're not even trying, which is why I choose all the big man himself, Big E. To become Mr. Money in the Bank. Now is the time to pull the trigger. And all the names that I've read from you. Of the Money in the Bank ladder match winners. It's all a theme. It's all the same. It's time to add a little bit of ch ch chocolate to this ice cream. Baby. Hmm. First step of baby. Biggie. Let's go. There hasn't Let's been go. a black money in the bank winner? No. Hmm. I'm look I I I'm looking at the list. He ain't there. He ain't there. The closest one is Brown, and it's Alberto Del Rio. Hmm. We got all shades of the spectrum. The whitest man, Seamus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's go. And it's not even about that. Take that out of the equation. What? Why would you separate him from the New Day? Why would he no longer be the Intercontinental Championship? Because it's time to get that paper. And when I mean paper, I mean the money in the bank contract that's in the briefcase. Well, I'm going to say this. I feel like it's a little predictable for Drew to win. Right? It's a little unpredictable and a little disappointing. I no. mean, it's a little predictable and a little disappointing. Yeah. Um, 
it's not going to be Ricochet. He's the uh, Shelton Benjamin here, right? Yeah, doing cool shit. And also, you know, who was it that fucked themselves over on SmackDown? Because they went through... Oh, yeah, never mind. That was Kevin Owens' dumbass and Nakamura. I, I think Kevin Owens came off the top of a ladder onto Shinsuke Nakamura through a table. Oh, On the yeah, Friday yeah, 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 yeah. before mm-hmm. a fucking pay-per-view. Right. So that eliminates those two for me. Was it Shinsuke or was it Corbin? No, Corbin's not in the Money in the Bank no, ladder I know, but match. They Owens. had a match. No, Owens stunned Corbin. Yes. Because they were going to have a match with the Money in the Bank people for before the pay-per-view okay. like they always do. All right. You know how they do that fucking annoying ass shit. I do. I, I should scroll back to my notes, but I'm not. No, 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 no. I'll tell you right now. It was Big E versus Shinsuke Nakamura. It's basically the opposite of what they did on Raw. Like where they had the women wrestle each other on Monday Night Raw. The women's participants of the Money in the Bank ladder match had a fatal four-way. And this time it's Big E versus Shinsuke versus Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that's a good thing that you brought up. We could talk about that after uh, we pick this thing. But I that Corbin fund me thing mm-hmm. was probably some of the best shit that guy's ever done. <laughs> like the way it's like he's asking for help, but mm-hmm. he's still a heel. Yep. Cause he's like he's like you got money. Like look at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you obviously eating good. <laughs> like that's the way he said it. Like, like I know and, you, you people here in Texas. You're more generous than the rest of the world. Like, yeah. you're not like everyone else that's just going to let me starve, let me lose my house. Exactly. All I need is $100,000. That's, I, like, <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, that's really not even a lot to ask. It's not a lot to ask, but the fact that he's asking for $100,000 just so casually. <laughs> you know what WWE should do, which I think would be great? I Get think- the rights to the Sarah McLaughlin song. Where she wants to save all the doggies. <laughs> I think the ASPCA <laughs> bought that. <laughs> no, they should. Damn oh, it. Well, well, yes, but also they should actually set up a GoFundMe for Corbin, but have the have the have it redirect to like an actual GoFundMe and say all proceeds go to this charity to help the homeless or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about it. I love it. Like. All this hating on Corbin after all this time, and at least to this, it was it was fate. It was fate. You know, when somebody that you just can't stand just, like, evolves to a point where it's like, how is it possible that he's making this work for me? And then they do the, the most intelligent thing you could possibly do. The perfect person to respond for this is the resurrection of Stone Cold Steve Austin and mm-hmm. Kevin Owens just stunning the shit out of him after he's asking for help. Mm-hmm. To thunderous applause. It's great. Mm. That was great. So, yeah. um, we were talking about the money in the bank. Yes, we were. And um, so you were it, doing like a process of elimination. Right. So, if Drew is obvious and Ricochet is obviously not winning it, I think Seth is not. Seth is a big possibility. Right. With the whole edge thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, it's not going to be Owens. It's not going to be Morrison. It's not going to be Nakamura. I feel like uh, towards the end of the match, we're going to get a big tease where Riddle's going to be close. But I feel like it's going to be Big E. 
I really I want it so bad to be him. I want it to be Big E. He's been so entertaining. So last night I'm watching SmackDown and wife comes home and I'm sitting on the couch and it's the backstage segment with Paul Heyman. Yes. Wife comes and sits down and she's like, oh, he's still around or something like that or whatever. And then Big E interrupts, does his thing, and we're both cracking up because Big E is just so great. He's still going. Yep. As he's leaving. (laughs) Yo, boy. He did the deal. He did the deal to your boy. He put him in the deal. <laughs> I feel like if it doesn't go to Big E, he's going to somehow, like, he, he's going to be in the main event. He's going to be main event, like, in the latter, later in the latter half of the year here. Something's going on here, mm-hmm. and it's very special, and they need to not fuck this up. Mm-hmm. So I'm picking Big E for that. Now, for the women's money in the bank. I mean, this is an interesting Let's scenario go. here because we have the women's tag team champions both in the match. They're obviously going to help each other to an extent. So it's Natalia and Tamina, Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Ash, Liv Morgan, and Zelina Vega. So if if Nikki Ash does become a superhero, is she just Nikki? Because she's no longer almost a superhero. Maybe she'll be Nikki. Shh. Or superhero Nikki. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. I think we have time. All right. All right. Sorry. Focus. Focus here. All right. So I think the the favorites are Asuka, Naomi, and Alexa Bliss. What about Dewdrop? Is she not in the Money in the Bank ladder match? I keep forgetting she's not. No, Damn it, I'm an not. idiot. <laughs> I, I literally just listed who's in it. Yeah, I wasn't listening to you. you. want to recap? Uh, Women's nah. Tag Team Champions, Natalia and Tamina. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's okay. Asuka, it's Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Ash, Liv Morgan, Zelina Vega. None of them should win it. None of them. Um, here's what I want. I want Becky Lynch to come back because mm-hmm. that's the rumor. You could get rid of the Tabita. Maybe she got hurt with that step or whatever happened at the end with them. Um, well, no, that happened on Monday when, like, uh, Rhea Ripley ran into her or something. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's hard because they're shoving Liv Morgan down our throats. Um, so I feel like she might be like a red herring. Like, why bring in Zelina Vega just to have her do the job at Money in the Bank? But it's like, it's interesting because it's like, it's always interesting when somebody who's super beatable has the Money in the Bank briefcase. And it's like, you know, if it's a one-on-one contest that they could never beat the champion. Mm-hmm. So it's all about like, will, will she or won't she or whatever. Um, I gotta say, I'm not interested in this match because I'm looking at the, the, the lineup and it's not any of their fault. It's just the build for the match. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't, Alexa Bliss being involved in the world title picture to me is as bad as having the Fiend in a world title picture. And I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me on that. And that's okay. You could do that. That's your prerogative. Um, 
I'm gonna pick. Oh, God damn it! I hate this match. I'm gonna lose my my championship mm-hmm. over this. I think so. <laughs> I'm gonna pick. I'll, I'll pick Zelina Vega to win uh, the Money in the Bank ladder match. Cool. Now all I have to do is pick the actual winner. <laughs> now all you gotta do is pick the actual winner. <laughs> oh man! So the Vegas has the favorite to win as Alexa Bliss. You're using odds. You are cheating. Hold on. <laughs> the second favorite that Vegas has. I want you to guess. I'll give you a hint. This person is not in the match, and her name is not Becky Lynch. Interesting. Ronda Rousey. Nope. Although that uh, would be a good guess. I. I is she active on the roster? No. Oh, oh, this no. person. That's that. Yeah. Yes. Eva Marie. Nope. Oh. Um. Okay. So they're not even in the match. Uh, Charlotte? Nope, but you're getting closer. Oh, Sonya Deville? Nope. Oh, I'm getting closer with Charlotte. Sasha Banks? Yes. Interesting. Sasha Banks, who is not in the match and has not been seen anywhere except social media for weeks or months. I don't know. I've lost track. Time has no meaning here. Right. Is the second favorite to win according to the Las Vegas uh, betting commission, whatever the hell they're called. I don't know. That's crazy. So I didn't know we were able to pick people that are not officially in the match. Is that what you're going to do? Well, we can't pick someone that's not officially. Well, we could. It would just be stupid. Oh, okay. Um, so. um, unless, like, I, I feel like the only one that we could pick that's not actually in the match that would be acceptable is Becky Lynch. Yeah. Because we know she's coming back. Imminently. Allegedly, yeah. And plus, last year, she left right after. The yep. Monday after is when she's like, hey, look what's in your briefcase. You never opened it, but, uh, you know, here it is. Hey, you didn't notice it was like 10 pounds heavier than a... It's a little bit contract. heavier. It's a little bit heavier. What happened was I broke into your hotel room, and you just never noticed. Yeah. <laughs> so the the fans are going to want Liv Morgan to win. Actually, no. I think Becky had the briefcase. And then she's like, open this up, you know? Well, when... So when that segment started, the briefcase was already on the pedestal. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay, cool, cool. That was how they did that. Cool, 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 cool. So that, so that it made a little bit more sense that Asuka didn't know that it weighed a lot more than it should yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. Even, even... I mean, she did pick it off of the thing hanging from the ceiling but whatever but that's neither here nor there oh that was uh above the roof that's right also why didn't she get to keep it like once you get it you get it whatever these are all things that we shouldn't even be asking about yeah because because wrestling yeah um so Liv morgan is going to be the crowd favorite did you see the um uh between commercial segment interview with Liv morgan yeah yeah um so I, I just, you know what it is, man? They always fuck with you, like spending all these time on these characters mm-hmm. to make you feel like they're going to win it. Right. I just don't see it. So, so Liv's the red herring. Nikki Ash is a red herring. I don't think it should be either Natalia or Tamina. Although, I, I'd be okay if it's Natalia. I would be okay if it was Natalia. But Natalia's been champion before, but she hasn't been Raw champion. Hmm. You're probably Think correct about on that. that. No, I am. Okay. She was SmackDown Women's Champion for sure. Because mm-hmm. she had a feud with Naomi going. Mm-hmm. 
And Naomi was never Raw Women's Champion. But you know what? As the, the Women's Tag Team Champion, she could appear on either show, go for the Raw or the SmackDown Tag Titles. Ex- I mean, yeah, yeah. Women's Championship. Yeah, I know. That's that's another cool thing that's good about this. They specify mm-hmm. that you can. So I would like, I'd be okay. And no, Riddle, you cannot cash it in for Tag Team Championships. Or can you? I don't think they say you can't. Well, it's kind of a waste, but okay. <clears throat> yeah, well, whatever. Um, I'd be okay with Oscar winning. I'd be okay with Naomi winning. Um, I th- think Oscar won last year. I don't think she should win again. Yeah, I don't think they'll do it two in a row. And especially since Oscar won it, and hey, now you're the women's champion, kind of thing. Right. Um, they could surprise me, but I, I think these Vegas guys, I think, uh, I think there's a reason why they're picking Alexa Bliss here. I think, I think they're going to do that. So I'm going to go with Alexa Bliss. All right, go ahead. I mean, she's got voodoo, so. She does have voodoo. She could just voodoo somebody to come down off the ladder and then in my mind, I can put my fist through my TV because that's how retarded that is. <laughs> and I don't mean that as a disrespectful to sub who's, you know, they don't, you know, it's harder for them to do certain things. I'm, I'm saying as it, no, it's dumb. It's mm. stupid and I hate it. I just want to make that uh, perfectly clear. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So let's talk about. Yeah, I mean, I don't even have a whole lot to lead into this match, but for the WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley with MVP defending against Kofi Kingston with Xavier Woods. Look, man, I got to say, like, I was so befuddled and confused as to what the point of Xavier Woods getting a clean win, all be up a roll-up, on the up until now, like, almighty, undefeatable champion. And then it dawned on me, you know, and I've said this before, that, look, at a wrestling match, I don't have to be better than you for the whole match. I need to be better than you for three seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, And it led into what happened... At the end of Monday Night Raw, because MVP decided to do a, a MVP lounge. Mm-hmm. And Bobby Lashley's like, this shit has to stop. And he's like, I, I, I respect you, whatever. I appreciate everything you know me, but this has got to stop. And he's all business now. Mm-hmm. So I think Kofi Kingston is fucked. Uh, Bobby Lashley is going to destroy him. Mm-hmm. Um, it might not be as fast as Brock did him, but Kofi Kingston is going to have to start putting some respect on Bob Lashley's name. He woke up a sleeping giant. You know, it was all fun and games and ha-ha. But then you're going to bring the man that set him off as being like as angry as he is with you. You made a big mistake. Mm-hmm. You might as well, you might as well, he might as well be like that red blanket thing. That the 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 bullfighter flashes the red cape, you know, at, you know the red cape, mm-hmm. you know, which can also be a blanket if you if you want, depending on size of cape. But that's not the point. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm going with Bobby Lashley, man. 
going Bobby Lashley. I'm not complicating things. I'm going to pick the almighty. Short answer, I agree. Long answer, what I think, how I think they're going to book this and how I think they should book this. Let us think that Kofi's going to win with a quick but strong flurry to start the match. Then Lashley shoves him off, dispatches of him, punishes him, maybe even goes outside, breaks Francesca number two, breaks Xavier Woods again, goes back in. Oh, Kofi hits trouble in paradise. One, two, kick. Or one, two, foot on the rope. Lashley dominates more, and Lashley retains. Here's where I'm going to disagree. Okay. Like, we're definitely together on the win. Right. I like where your head is at. And if that's what happens, great. I don't think Kofi's going to charge Bobby Lashley because he made that mistake before and it cost him the WWE Championship. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I true. think he's going to learn from that. And maybe it's going to look like that. He's like, no, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> the Kembe you know? uh-huh. Exactly. He's going to Kembe Matumbo his ass. And he's he knows the reference. He probably do the exact thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, aside from that's the only part I disagree about, but everything else makes sense to me. Okay. I didn't necessarily say he's going to charge at him. I just said he's going to get a lot of quick offense right off the bat. I know. I, I just decided uh, what I read it as, I guess. Okay. That's fair. But, yeah. Bobby Lashley. And Bobby Lashley should retain. He's Ideally, he, though. He's been very good. I like this new turn, how he's realized that, you know, the ladies and the champagne, this and the other, has sort of distracted him. And mm-hmm. there's a new intensity. If you recall, before Lashley won the title, I said he needs to get vicious. He got vicious. And he dominated. And then, you know, they started with the partying. And then he wasn't so dominant, except for that Hell in a Cell match, at least to close it. Yeah. Uh, against Xavier Woods. Yeah. Now we're back to Vicious. Now we're back yeah. to scary dude you do not want to fuck with. There's about to be some trouble in paradise for Kofi. Yes. Um, But dream scenario. Dream scenario is Bobby Lashley has a hell of a match with Kofi. Winds up beating Kofi Kingston, Biggie's music hits, and he cashes in on Bobby Lashley. That would be great. I would love that. I'd mark that, the fuck out for that, I gotta say. Yeah, because, like, what you could do is he beats Kofi, and he does a post-match beating mm-hmm. on Xavier Woods because of what happened, because Kofi's out, or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you got Big E. Going to make the save, and he's got the briefcase with him, and and I can just hear him like talking that shit to him. Oh, you messed up now. You want to fight? You want to fight? And I just give the referee the briefcase or whatever, and it's like, and then it's on. But you know, that'd be kind of interesting. That would be great. So I was looking at uh, some forums online real quick, and mm-hmm. there there were quite a few um, sort of scenarios pitched for how. Mm-hmm. Like, Kofi could win, but, like, be so beat up after the match or whatever that, like, you know, they, they come out uh, and celebrate or whatever. But, like, Kofi's, like, like maybe Lashley attacks Kofi after the match, right, and lays him out. Mm-hmm. And then Biggie comes out with the briefcase. And him and Woods are looking at each other. And, you know, Kofi's just on his back in the middle of the ring. And he's got the briefcase, and he's just like, 
Uh, sorry, man. He hands it in. Kofi just doesn't move because he can't move, and he just pins him. He's like, and and like you'll see Big E being torn, just be like, kick out, Kofi, kick out, and and Kofi just doesn't kick out, and that's how he wins the title. That would be kind of a cool twist. Maybe a little overly complicated. Maybe certainly more than they need to do, and I don't think Kofi's going to win. But as is custom, right? <laughs> but I kind, you know, I kind of think that would be a cool scenario. Uh, yeah. Before we go any further, I just got some interesting numbers here. Ooh. Uh, when it comes to uh the money in a bank cash ins and mm-hmm. stuff like that, so this is broken up into five categories. Uh, the WWE Championship, the WWE Universal Championship, the World Heavyweight Championship, which we know, you know, they it was two separate titles and they folded it in. Mm-hmm. Um, Raw Women's Championship and SmackDown Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. So for the WWE Championship, it has nine successful cash-ins with 11 attempts. Okay. For the uni- Universal Championship... There's one successful cash-in with two attempts. Mm-hmm. For the World Heavyweight Championship, is seven successful cash-ins with eight attempts. Raw Women's Championship, one and one. Mm-hmm. SmackDown Women's Championships, two and two. So, 100% success rate so far with that one. So I guess we'll see how it goes from here. So who knows? Maybe this time it won't be a big success. Hmm. You know, just thought I'd bring that up. All right. So what's after Big E? Uh, I'm sorry, Big E versus Bobby Lashley. <laughs> um, but the next match, are you is this uh, the Universal Championship match? Yes, presumably the main event, as is befitting of the head of the table, the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns, defending successfully. Spoiler alert. Against Edge. Yeah, it's going to be Roman Reigns. I mean, Paul Heyman spoiled the damn match um, on SmackDown. Yep, as he does every time. Yeah. So. That was interesting this this past week on SmackDown. Because Seth reminded me of what what they were referencing last week. When Seth didn't pull the trigger when he had Edge in position for the stomp. In, oh, yeah, I didn't need help with that. Seven years ago or something? Something like that, yeah. I didn't need help with that. Well, I knew you would. Yeah, you know me. Cause... Luckily, you know, luckily I was too dying to remind you last week. So. <laughs> glad you're feeling better, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Um, we're, we're all we're all glad, especially I... the book of us after what they had to endure last week. Yeah, now that the microchips are really flowing. Listen, there's no fucking microchips, all right? Stop with your misinformation. <laughs> I know I want to keep this no podcast mi- on air. <laughs> I know there are no microchips. I joke. It's hard being funny these days. They're right. coming after us, Rich. Right. I, I, I joke. I joke about that just like how I joke about the Earth being flat and... Oh, I've wait, never been to space. To be punchline. Oh, well, I botched. I've never been to space. Have you been to space? I've never been to space, no. Exactly. Well, she I mean, that's Richard all Branson. we know. We should ask Richard Branson. Imagine he's like, listen, it's flat, guys. I'm sorry. I took some pictures. <laughs> Here it is. It's flat as fuck. Like, you see how you don't see a planet there? Yeah. That's the view from the side. See Whoa. see the see the ice walls here. Um, 
see you on the dark side of the earth. Right? Mm-hmm. All right, oh, so, so there's the pay-per-view. To recap, Oof. we both have the Usos winning the, or at least winning the match against the Mysterios. Uh, we both have Big E winning the men's Money in the Bank contract. For the women's Money in the Bank contract, Jer has Alina Vega. I have Alexa Bliss. We both have Bobby Lashley over Kofi Kingston. We both have Rhea Ripley over Charlotte Flair. We both have the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns over Edge. And we both have AJ and Omos over the Viking Raiders. Uh, let the record show whatever happens to me regardless next week that Rich Riz had to use Vegas odds uh, to beat me. Uh, if he does, I just want everybody to know that. I just want everybody to know that and know that. Know that that is the truth. Hey, you're free to check the Vegas odds yourself. Well, I, um, I'm a champion and I fight fair. I fight fair. I fight hard. Nah, you, the, you the, do the, that. Mere, the mere mention of combat excites me. So I stay hard. What? Rock hard. Like Jake Hager. That's uh, <laughs> that that nickname. Like I, like, yeah, but uh, do we have to? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> do, do you bro, have to? You wouldn't say shit if that was a nickname for you. You're like, yeah, that's pretty cool. You know that. <laughs> if Justin Roberts is like rock hard, rich the riz, you're like, hey, what do you know? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. What do you know about me? <laughs> Probably. When I go, speaking of rock hard. Wait, let's not forget the the uh, the 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 blue elephant in the room, the return of the prince. Finn Balor shows up on SmackDown and beats the fuck out of poor Sami Zayn. So glad I was surprised by that because that was great. The the conspiracy against him continues. Is it a conspiracy? I don't know, but that's what he says. Or is Finn just you know? Want him to shut up? Like which? I here? really hope it's the one that we had on NXT and not that smiling idiot from Monday Night Raw. Right. You know that's my worry. Mm-hmm. That they just threw him out there like that. You know what I'm saying? Like what it would have been better, and I know they might have been pressed for time if they did the whole thing. You know how like before he comes out, there's a thing, and then his music hits. Yeah. Like that. That would have been cool. But, like, everybody knows, so they'll just be going nuts anyway, you know? Exactly. So, th- so I, I feel like this th- that, they did it right this time. This way. No. Do it my way. It's, it's, it's my way or the highway. Oh, that song. You didn't have to think about it that way, but you went that way. There's no way to not think that. I don't think. My way or the highway. That's the song. Especially talking about, talking about wrestling and... The, then you say my way, the highway. No, that's that's Remember how it works. He, you could play as Fred Durst in the SmackDown game. Why do you have to remind me of that? I, and I, 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 I forgot which one game. it was. I think it was because I beat you with him. I think you got upset. I think that might have been it. I did it on purpose. I beat you with Fred Durst, if I remember. Well, you could, or not. Well, you would have beat me with any character, really. I don't know, but that's like salty, you know? Just throw the salt in the wound. That's exactly what it was. You, you know? Piece of shit. Yeah. What? What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know what I am. Oh, uh-huh. that's a douchey move. A it douchey. is a douchey move. And then just to bring it up like this years later, like anybody cares, that's crazy. Um, So, yeah. Fred Balor's back. Um, 
That's pretty cool. I really could do without Liv Morgan and uh, Zelina Vega on commentary arguing like hens. No disrespect, but that's just the way the audio came off to me. No, that, um, that I mean that's what it was, and that's what the intent was. Because like my wife walked by and was like, "Oh, that that that's annoying. That's too much." Yeah, it's a little much, but hey, what a set back the ladies' revolution a few years, you know, which is why I I I, I don't know, man. Like I'm I'm thinking about that Zelina Vega choice, and I don't like it now. So, what's the deciding match for us? Is it the ladies' money in the bank match? Yup. All right. You got your money on Zelina Vega. Yeah, I'm an idiot, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, I like winning my belt better than defending it. Uh, sorry, right, I'm, I'm waiting until I win my championship back to remount my WWE championship to the wall. Yeah, but, but I hope I, I hope the wall doesn't fall on your face. It won't. These walls are much better than the old place. So what do you think about this? And I want to ask you about this because a this lot of people... Shit. No, sorry. <laughs> I think this is shit, uh, but not really shit. But like, if you want to talk about character development over the era of the pandemic, you really can't not have this conversation without discussing someone who uh, I think is a big surprise uh, has grown into like a great character. And that's not. King Corbin or Baron Corbin or Corbin. Um, by the way, Pat McAfee being friends with Corbin and the way he talks about like Corbin on TV is the best shit ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I digress. Um, Otis, you know, Otis is a scary man. Mm-hmm. Like he last year, Money in the Bank, he's the idiot that won. He was the. And- jo- it was a joke. Yeah, it was a joke. He was a joke, and him winning was a joke, and the way he won was a joke and an insult, and all the things that the Miz said right. that you're repeating. So, um, so go ahead. Sorry, no, I'm point. sorry. Go ahead, man. So, so uh-huh. I was gonna say, and this total turnaround over a year has been incredible. I mean, the look, the attitude, the viciousness. It is not even the same person. Well, the look came in later. This was the last transformation. Mm-hmm. Everything else work, work, worked up to this point. And I think it speaks to the seriousness and the commitment that he's giving to the Alpha Academy. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a good move. And I really did, I thought it was a good move before. But when they had him in that backstage segment with Cesaro, I was like, yes. Because, like, the he hit him. He hit him, like, in a spot where he's supposed to hit somebody to get the distract on them. Mm-hmm. It, it looked like a liver punch almost. Mm-hmm. And you have, like, this big ham fist, you know? And, like, you know, he's trying to... He was going to go and, you know... By the way, Gable is fucking crazy the way he was getting spin. Like, he's flailing his arms. Like, most guys, they don't do that. They do that basic, you know, protect your head or whatever thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that just shows just how much he trusts Cesaro. Mm-hmm. And then, you also, know, I, th- Otis... I think it helps that um, he Gable is less heavy than some of Cesaro's opponents. So yeah. for him to be flailing, it's less of an effect on Cesaro's balance. Right. And I'm sure he cleared it with him first. Yeah. 
and Otis, you know, making the save right on time. And this is a this could be a great feud. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to more Cesaro versus Otis. I can't believe I'm saying it, but it's the <laughs> truth. Where he came off the top with that splash, dude. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like kind of like a like a Vader, but he's like his own thing. Like he's like a Vader, but like with amateur wrestling background. Yeah, but it's like a Vader I don't bomb. think Vader had a. Yeah, it is. I know that's mm-hmm. why I'm saying it like that. But I don't think Vader was like an amateur wrestler. I'm not sure about that. I don't think he had an amateur wrestling background. I can double check real quick. I think Otis does though. I'm pretty sure. So. While you're doing that... He was a uh, former football player. Doesn't look like he had any amateur wrestling background. Okay. No. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but Otis definitely... He won the uh, 2008 Greco-Roman Junior Nationals in his weight class. So mm-hmm. he's an actual wrestler-wrestler. Um, he was a prospect for the 2018 Olympics team, but was not chosen. Uh, 2018, he was Rookie of the Year by Pro Wrestling Illustrated, which is interesting. Um, American Alpha. Let's go. All right. Um, Yeah. Uh, What else? What's what's on your mind, man? I don't know. I don't think I got anything else. I think think we hit a lot of good points this week. I think we covered a lot of things. We got Money in the Bank, which is not King of the Ring, just for the record. Um, We got... We hit all the matches. We hit all the feuds. Let's see what happened on Raw or SmackDown. I don't no, think anything yeah. else. I think we're good. Big congratulations to uh, Sheamus on his engagement. Mm-hmm. Uh, to somebody way more color than him. And that's not much because he's just the color white. Yeah. Uh, you know, good for him. Um, all right. Well, uh, listen, before Rich does his job, for one, so I want to thank everybody in the basement bookers for listening to last week's episode. Uh, we're back. We're better than ever. Bigger, harder, faster, stronger, and just more wordy. That's a song. Isn't that a song? Bigger, I don't harder, know. faster, stronger. I don't care. Um, go and do the thing you're supposed to do. All right. Now. All right. So <laughs> if you want to email the Basement Bookers, you could do so by emailing basementbookers at gmail.com. We, of course, also have a Facebook page at Basement Bookers, Twitters at Basement Bookers, at Basement Jair, at Rich the Riz. We have an Instagram, Basement Bookers Pod. We're working on stuff. Don't yell at me. I know. I hear you. We want to hear from you. So pick one of those mediums and contact us. We'll chat. Maybe it'll make it onto the podcast. And as far as where you can find the podcast, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you like to get your podcast, just Google it. And Jerry's got a party message. The match of life is scheduled for one fall. One fall. They're back. They're back. Thankful I didn't hear that this week, really. (laughs) The life did it, though. Yeah, right? Like, don't do that. So make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the bookers.